So there are many things that are uh, coming against us as individuals and as the church in the world today. And one of them is, um, it started with our, 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 um, our food diet. The world went into uh, the industrialization of kitchens and McDonald's and Wimpy and all the things I love desperately. Um, and that, that attack was a foreshadowing of what was to come in the spirit. So there was a time where everything was about a home-cooked meal. Your mom cooked a meal, you know, and the food was fresh. The veggies weren't frozen. Things way before my time. I've only ever known frozen veggies. But there was a point when food was fresh. And you ate it because the goodness of the food would nourish you and build you. And it was just a different lifestyle. And now we have this shortcut. You know, we all have those, the, hello, Rumbi. How are you? Are you good? It's, yeah, it's going to be one of those mornings. It's good to see you. We, we take shortcuts now. So I am the worst culprit here. So no matter what you're thinking or you tell me today, I am the king of Wimpy. I'm basically endorsed by Wimpy. I like, I'm that guy. So we take a shortcut. It's like either I'm going to go home. This week Angie's away with the kids. And she's like, I left you food to cook, which just means I hear, I hear nothing. There's bacon in the fridge, there's cheese, there's all of these things, and I've basically eaten pizza from Papa Pronto's because it's fantastic. The point is that onslaught against our bodies has started shifting into our spiritual lives. So it's cool to have a pizza now and again, to have wimpy now and again, but honestly, it's not very good for our bodies, and it's not the, most, it's not the richest food source. So your body is not going to grow and it's not going to stay healthy if you're living on quick food. When it comes to spirituality, your equivalent of quick food is borrowed revelation. So what we do, and there's space for it, is we don't want to go and dig through the Bible or grapple with God one-on-one. -on -one. We don't want to go and actually plant seeds, grow veggies, cook them and eat them. We want to go and get borrowed revelation. So our best friend at the moment is either Gary or me or whoever's preaching or... If we don't want to come to church, it's a podcast or a YouTube video or, or the TBN or whatever. All of these things are good as supplements, but not as your main course. So, you are what you eat from a spiritual sense. What are you putting into your well at the beginning of the day? What is your breakfast spiritually? The equivalent for me, unfortunately, is three days out of the week, I'm at McDonald's having an Egg McMuffin yeah, Ian's just like, Ugh. I know it's not even food. I've seen all the documentaries on McDonald's food just refusing to rot because it's not even alive anymore. It tastes good. And that's how it goes with our theology. We eat the theology that tastes good. We don't want the theology that says you need to be transformed. If you love me, you will obey me. That's broccoli with Jesus. That's like, okay, let me pick something that's universally hated. That's patty pans. Who likes patty pans? Oh, seriously. <laughs> All right. Okay, you'll be fine. You are not an issue. But the point is that we don't want to wrestle with the truth. We don't want to fill our spiritual wells. We don't want to beef up our spiritual man the same way that, honestly, we don't really want to beef up our physical man. Who of us have a regular exercise routine here? Not me. I'm keeping my hand down. Okay, so that, that's a pretty... That's a pretty uh, honest cross-section. Most of us don't look after our bodies. Are we happy to accept the consequence when our bodies start failing on us one day? And that's just your body, because ultimately your body, you know, you're going to get a new one in heaven. But whoever... <laughs> yes, I'm just excited about that. I'm not actually fond of this, this tiny body. Um, 
Uh, I want a gigantic body one day. I want like a seven-foot-tall, muscle-bound monster body. That's what I want. Dear Jesus. <laughs> um, when it comes to our spirituality, sure, you want to eat junk food spirituality. You want to not eat your veggies. Are you happy with the consequences of a spirit man who can't stand up to the things of the world? There's some heavy lifting to do in the world. So um, in church circles, you have this term PK, pastor's kid. I'm a PK. My dad was a pastor, which means I grew up in a bubble. Like I was protected from anything that was spiritual junk food, and I was fed veggies all the time. What that does, though, is it makes you heavenly-minded, earthly no good. So when I see people struggling in the world um, with their spirituality in the workplace, it's hard for me to understand because I've always been in the church. I've always worked with the church. Dale and I are constantly speaking over each other in psalms and songs and, and encouragement all day, every day. And we don't all have the luxury of that. So it's your responsibility to be feeding your spirit man. Because what the world does with most of us is you step into your office and you're immediately fed M&Ms and bacon bits and Doritos in the spirit sense. You are fed morsels. Uh, the sound industry in particular, multimedia industry, is just fraught um, spiritually. It, it, there's no place for God or spirituality in that space. And so your well is being filled with that all day. And because you didn't have a solid breakfast, because you didn't get up and commune with God first thing in the morning. And let me just backtrack the word. So we understand the word commune. But let's just take it down a notch. If you didn't have breakfast with Jesus this morning, you're going to struggle to get through the day. And what does that look like? And I think it's been overdefined. Like, how many of you guys feel like Sunday is the moment when you get your very best nourishment? Cool. Yeah, I'm going to wait for hands because I think most of us feel like we come to Sunday for the best breakfast. Um, and perhaps that's because you know that Gary is preparing a meal or you know that Dale's preparing a meal, but you can have that exact same meal, if not better, with just you and God first thing in the morning. I'm telling you now that maybe it's because I'm churched. Sunday is not the place for me. It's just not. Sunday's not my greatest meal. Like my greatest meal is driving in the car on the way to Pretoria and putting on a podcast and listening to God and having a private, intimate, one-on-one -on -one time where I can actually go, Here's what's not so great about my life right now, Lord. You know, those lamenting moments I was talking about previously, those honest moments. Like on Sunday, you almost feel like you need to bring your best you somehow. Like you have to bring your smiley face to the breakfast table. and You have to put, up your, put on your makeup and what have you. Your intimate time is going to come in the mornings. You need to have a breakfast with the Lord. Okay. Now, where I'm saying the restriction is, is that perhaps we believe because Gary has so much wisdom built into him from years of training in theology, that we want some of that, and that otherwise we can't get that. Because Dale can play all these worship songs and memorize all these worship songs, and he spends the whole week singing and reading psalms and doing all these things, that he has something that we can't have. That's the lie. That's what I want to dispel today. And I want to start with something as simple. There was so much, and the reason I'm a little bit here and there is because there was so much in the worship, in the songs this morning, that spoke to how we have that breakfast portion. There was a song that said, I will lift my hands. So for some of us, lifting our hands is terrifying and we don't ever want to do it. But for some of us, that will be your breakfast portion. Get up in the morning and raise your hands because it's actually a posture of surrender. You might think like it's raise the roof or get into worship mode, but it's not actually. It's surrender. This physical posture, if you do one thing tomorrow morning, get up before you go to work and just close your eyes and raise your hands. Don't pray a single word. Don't do anything. 
if that's where your, your, your level of breakfast is, your spiritual breakfast. Just raise your arms and surrender and say, Lord, I surrender to your will today. You be my, be my shield and my strength. You're saying all of this stuff just by the posture of your body. You be my shield and my strength. Whatever comes against me today, Lord, I'm not going to fight my own battles. It's a pride issue. I'm going to let you fight on my behalf, Lord Jesus. And you'll find when you walk into the workplace and that boss that you really don't get on with, who always comes in grumpy on a Monday, who's just looking to pick on you, will be disarmed. I challenge you to try this tomorrow morning. You start off with that breakfast. For those of us who, who are readers, I'm not a reader, but I'm working on it. Read a psalm. Um, who brought the, it was, I have to make some notes this morning quickly. Yeah, I've got notes. That's it. I mean, it's one page, unfortunately. Um, read a psalm, Psalm 23, just the first two, 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 two passages. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters. Okay, so just the language there is, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Okay, so once again, there's a surrender. The Lord wants you to take you to green pastures, but he's not going to drag you there. Just put up your hands and he will make you to lie in green pastures. Make that green pastures whatever you need in your life right now. Peace, a sense of the presence of the Lord. What that thing is, is your green pasture. He leads me beside quiet waters. That's living water. That's the water of God. That's the water that feeds your spirit, man. That's not physical water. The water that feeds your spirit, man, gets you to cope during the day, and he will lead you there. But once again, posture of surrender. He's not going to drag you kicking and screaming. That's not who he is. Um, another song that we were singing, um, can you, Evan, could you put up the lyrics for um, I'll Sing of Your Love Forever, specifically that portion? I think it's just the two lines from the chorus. Yes. So, um, not all of us can sing. I'm taking singing lessons because I wasn't born a naturally gifted singer. So, if you can't sing, you can speak of God's love forever. You can meditate on God's love forever, or you can be absolutely happy with who you are and belt out in your croaky off-pitch voice of God's love forever. It doesn't matter. Where the, the motive for that comes from is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, where it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And here's, here's the part. For this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. God's will is that you would give thanks always, that you would sing of his praise, sing of his love forever. Because in that preparation, in that breakfast moment where you are feeding your spirit man, you are building yourself up for the day. You are setting yourself up for the day. It's God's will that we would wake up in a posture of prayer, in a posture of surrender, in a posture of praise. And maybe I think what's being stolen from us is that we feel that our portion that we bring is not adequate. Because I'm not a worship leader, I can't worship God. Because I'm not a theologian, I can't delve into the scriptures. Because I'm not a prayer warrior or whatever that is, that I can't pray to God. But that's why God sets us free here. And he says, just do what you do continually. So I know of people, and you might be sitting here, who take their tea break and their smoke break and their afternoon break at work to literally go and sit in the toilet and just spend time with God. They just, that's their check-in. That's all they can do. They're, they're in, a, in, a, in an aggressive against Christianity work environment, and all they can do is literally go and sit on the toilet <laughs> crass as it sounds, and just spend time with God for the 10-minute smoke break allocation that they've got. Whatever your portion is, do it continually. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to stress this until you 
start begging me internally to stop saying it. Whatever your portion is, Steve Stavro finds God when he runs in the morning. That's his big ministry, biggest ministry, self-ministry time. When he's running those 10Ks, he connects with God on a profound level. He might not be thinking anything. He might not be doing anything. But he's found an intimate space where he is almost distracted into the presence of God. Whatever it is that you bring, bring it continually. That is God's will for you. Cool. We're good. Okay. Right. Uh, this morning, I felt that there was an activation... Activation is just a fancy word for the will of God. I felt that there was a will of God for people to receive physical healing. Is there anyone who needs physical healing this morning? One, two, three. Okay, we're doing well. Four. JP, just see. Yeah, your wife must hit you because I'm going to hit you. JP messed up his back this morning. We got an SMS to say, could you help me set up sound? Uh, okay, so cool. That was five. Anyone else? This is not a big deal, so don't feel shy. Six. Seven, eight. This is good, guys. I don't mind if the whole congregation comes forward. Okay, good. So there's, there's, there's an activation, there's anointing for God to move in healing this morning. How do I know that? Because I just brought my portion this morning. And so as a musician, I'm constantly fighting against when to continue the music and when to stop the music because I'm engaging my brain and I'm going, okay, we've had enough music now. And the Lord just kept impressing on me, let it go, let it go. Let it go. And who have you felt? Put up, um, Evan, if you put up those other lyrics that have something to do with waiting. Oh, there's a lot of mmms going on now because the Spirit was speaking to all of us. I'll wait on you or he's in the waiting or you know, that thing. <laughs> there you go, that thing. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. And I just felt the Lord saying in that moment, disengage your musician, your musician's going, okay, 30 minutes of worship is more than enough. But the Holy Spirit's saying, no, 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 no. The point exactly right now is in the waiting. So those guys who want healing this morning, how many of you have been waiting for healing and waiting for healing and waiting for healing? Are you prepared to keep waiting? When we pray for you now, are you both going to receive that you're healed instantly and completely instantaneously? And are you going to hold the posture that you keep your waiting? The eternal, the now but not yet? I want you to be healed today, finished, walk out of here, sorted. But is your faith in the waiting, that Jesus is in the waiting? Remember I said last two weeks, last week with Justin, the hardest thing to do in Joburg is wait. We can't do it. It's not in us. There's a spirit of rush and hurry in Joburg. We cannot wait. Even right now, I can sense in the spirit that there's, a, there's, a, there's an urgency to receive and, a, okay, can we, can we stop talking and can we get to the healing? Let's just wait. Let's just take that tension and hand it to Jesus. Lord, I thank you right now for what you're going to do this morning. For that it will echo into eternity, Lord, that you know every heart this morning that has come looking for healing. Jesus, I pray that you install the bedrock of hope in each heart this morning where faith can be planted. I pray for patience and waiting. Two things. I want everybody to just take in one deep breath. So just exhale all together and then breathe in deeply. 
Okay, Lord, I thank you for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that you, you engage us. You are closer than the breath in our lungs. I feel the Lord saying that of the people who want healing this morning, someone has a breathing issue or a lung issue. If that's you, would you put up your hand? Lord, we just wait on you. Just wait on you. If you're struggling with a chest thing, or a persistent cough, something with your lungs, I want you to breathe in deeply again. There we go. Thank you, Lord, for your work. If you felt the Lord working in you, just put up your hand. Okay. For the Lord saying that somebody's got something sore with their right leg, lower leg, below the knee. If that's you, put up your hand. Okay, awesome. Holy Spirit wants to work through breathing today, so we're just going to keep breathing. And if you guys just want to join in and receive the Holy Spirit, go for it. So if you're feeling that in the bottom of your, of, your, of your leg, I want you to breathe in now with me. Here we go. Thank you, Lord, for the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that you are now traveling through that body, that you are now traveling down to that leg and you're beginning healing. And I can feel the healing in my leg sympathetically. I can feel that the Lord is doing something in you. Lord, I pray for a continued waiting on that. You're completing that healing now in eternity. That is, that is irrevocable. That healing is now done. I pray for a sealing of the waiting in the flesh. Holy Spirit says that somebody's got a, um, almost like a sinus headache or something sore in the front of their head or an inability to concentrate. If that's you, put up your hand. Okay, good. It's brilliant. Lord, I just uh, place your hand on your forehead. Yeah, you should feel the coolness of the Holy Spirit now, um, more than the coolness of your hands because it's cold today. Holy Spirit, I just pray for a calming of, there's a busy mind. Um, one of you guys has a busy mind. I just pray for a calming of that mind. All would come into order. Caroline Leaf has taught us that there is neuroplasticity in our minds. Lord, I pray that that mind is being rewired right now. You can stand in faith with me if you want, guys. I pray that that mind is being rewired, that there will be peace in that mind. I see blocks being shifted around. There are some rooms, there are some spaces that carry, that carry hurt, that carry pain from the past. The Lord wants to close those off now and wants to restore them to full completion. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work in that mind. For the other mind, there's a skewing. There's like a wooden panel that is tilted to one side that is causing light to be in one side of the mind and darkness to be in the other side of the mind. A Holy Spirit fire is coming upon your mind now and it's burning up that board and restoring full healing because darkness cannot be where light is. That light is now pressing into your entire mind. We accept that and we seal that now in the eternal Lord. That mind is eternally healed and we accept the waiting in the flesh. Okay, if you feel the Holy Spirit working, put up your hand. All right, great. 
someone with either a pain in their lower stomach or in their upper large intestine, somewhere around this area here. Um, might even be a womb issue, but it's definitely in this area. If that's you, put up your hand. doesn't have to be a lady. All right, awesome, brilliant, great guys. Okay, wow. Um, for one of you, it's stress-induced. It's almost like something that's wanting to cause an ulcer. Um, it might be feeling like an ulcer. It might be just burning, but it's stress-induced. Holy Spirit, I just pray for your peace to fall upon that person now. Holy Spirit, the wonder is that you have given us this amazing mind. And once we have that mind bridled with you, Jesus, bridled with the mind of Christ, then the rest of our body falls into order. I pray now that that mind is healed completely and that stress no longer has any stronghold on that mind. And that by, by sympathy, that stomach starts to sort itself out. The peace of Jesus in those bodies right now. If you feel, if you feel the Holy Spirit working in your body, just raise your hands. Okay, awesome, great. Let's keep waiting, guys. This, I had no idea this is where this morning was going, but I sense the Lord wants to work. Okay, the Lord is reminding me again. Maybe it's not a lung, but definitely on, on the right-hand side of your chest around here. Um, could be anything. I don't, know. I don't know what all is inside this part of the body or outside. It might even be a skin lesion or something. Right-hand side of your chest, you've got an issue that you'd like the Lord to heal. If that's you, put up your hand. Awesome. Okay, I knew it. <laughs> Brilliant. Lord, I thank you for the full, complete healing that you are bringing now. Lord, when you say something twice, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us once, but that you would speak to us twice. I pray full and complete healing over that now, Lord. It doesn't lean on my understanding. I don't need to know what it is. The Holy Spirit is ministering to you right now. Complete healing on the right-hand side here. Complete healing. I'm going to wait. The Lord's doing something. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Someone here has noticed their left eye starting to get a bit weaker. If that's you, put up your hand. That's one. Okay. Lord, I thank you that you're bringing healing to that left eye now. I believe the Lord is saying that it's linked to revelation. That it's almost a physical symptom of something he wants to bring you in the spiritual realm. That he's bringing you revelation and almost like a deja vu moment, the link, the click, that eye is going to receive its full healing as the revelation comes. So in eternity, the work is done. But today in the temporality, God is working something out with you that he wants to bring revelation in. And the revelation is going to partner with the healing. They're both going to come at the same time. Just thank you for that, Lord. <laughs> 